This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Val Grimm. Selections from Riley Child Rhymes by James Whitcomb Riley. Grandfather Squeers. My grandfather Squeers, said the graggedy man, as he solemnly lighted his pipe and began, the most indestructible man for his years and the grandest on earth was my grandfather Squeers. He said when he rounded his three score and ten, I have the hang of it now and can do it again. He had frozen his heels so repeatedly he could tell by them just what the weather would be, and would laugh and declare, while the almanac would most falsely prognosticate he never could. Such a hale constitution had Grandfather Squeers, that though he used navy for sixty-odd years, each still chewed a dime's worth six days of the week, while the seventh he passed with a chew in each cheek. Then my Grandfather Squeers had a singular knack of sitting around on the small of his back, with his legs like letter Y stretched over the grate, wherein twas his custom to expectorate. He was fond of tobacco in manifold ways, and would sit on the doorstep of sunshiny days, and smoke leaf tobacco he'd raised strictly for the pipe he'd used all through the Mexican War. And the raggedy man said, refilling the bowl of his own pipe and leisurely picking a coal from the stove with his finger and thumb, "'You can see what a teenacious habit he's fastened on me.' And my grandfather Squeers took a special delight in pruning his corns every Saturday night with a horn-handled razor whose age he excused by saying twas one that his grandfather used. And though deeply etched in the half of the same was the ever euphonious Wollstonehome's name, twas my grandfather's custom to boast of the blade as a Seth Thomas razor, the best ever made. No old settlers' meeting or pioneers' fair was complete without Grandfather Squeers in the chair to lead off the program for telling folks how he used to shoot deer where the courthouse stands now. How he felt of a truth to live over the past, when the country was wild and unbroken and vast, that the little log cabin was just plenty fine for himself, his companion, and family of nine, when they didn't even have a pump or a tin, but drunk surface water, year out and year in, from the old-fashioned gourd that was sweeter, by odds, than the goblets of gold at the lips of the gods. Then the raggedy man paused to plaintively say it was clocking along towards the close of the day, and he ought to get back to his work on the lawn. Then dreamily blubbered his pipe and went on. His teeth were imperfect, my grandfather owned, that he couldn't eat oysters unless they were boned and his eyes were so weak and so feeble of sight he couldn't sleep with them unless every night he put on his spectacles all he possessed three pairs with his goggles on top of the rest and my grandfather always retiring at night blew down the lamp chimney to put out the light then he'd curl up on edge like a shaving in bed and puff and smoke pipes in his sleep it is said and would snore oftentimes as the legends relate till his folks were wrought up to a terrible state then he'd snort and rear up and roll over, and there, in the subsequent hush, they could hear him chew air. And so glaringly bald was the top of his head, that many's the time he as musingly said, as his eyes juried over its reflex in the glass, I must set out a few signs to keep off the grass. So remarkably deaf was my grandfather Squeers that he had to wear lightning rods over his ears to even hear thunder, and sometimes then 
he was forced to request it to thunder again. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.